Welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont from DuPont Wealth Solutions. As a practicing advisor and attorney, Greg teaches pre-retirees how to reduce debt and taxes and save with less risk so they have more spendable income and plan their way to a better life. Join us for this journey where Greg draws on years of experience and guest experts to help listeners achieve more spendable income for retirement. Hello and welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont of DuPont Wealth Solutions. Greg, what is going on? You know, I am here celebrating today, Eric. How about you? You know, it's uh, tax day. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! I don't know if that's the appropriate reaction I'm supposed to have, but tax day. We we love tax day. We why, why do we love tax day? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you, you hear so many people try to put the the patriotic spin on it that it is our patriotic duty, and uh, or, or the or the mindfulness spin on it. It's like, well, I've been blessed to be able to make this much money to pay this much money. Mm-hmm. Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, loney. That's right. <laughs> All your friends were standing in a line getting, you know, beaten and whipped. And they say, come on, join us. <laughs> this, is, this is what it's all about. <laughs> a little flogging. That's a right. good way to start your day. <laughs> exactly. You're doing it for a cause. No, I don't think so. All right. Yeah. I don't think that you could find anybody that really could in their heart of hearts, no matter how much they try to be self-delusional, say that, yeah, I, I do enjoy paying taxes. Yeah, and I don't think so either, truly. Unless it's somebody who just won the lottery, then they're like, yeah, take it. Because <laughs> I know what I'm getting. <laughs> but that's just... Mm, no, 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 even that even person. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa, okay. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so, I won this and half of it's going yeah, to, exactly. to the government? Yeah. I don't think so. The government didn't buy half of my tickets. That's right. right. Let alone the five billion other tickets I bought before I finally got the winning one. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same concept. You know, the government didn't do, you know, 35% of the work I did, but yet they want 35% of my money or 40 or 25 or whatever it is. But last taxes are a fact of our life, aren't they? They are. Absolutely. So what do we do about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we recognize that taxes are part of the life and inevitable. However, you know, there was a Supreme Court ruling many years ago that said that there is not, in, a, in essence, a, a legal or a moral or a just a uh, practical obligation to pay any more than you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as, as we've talked before, people find themselves going down these paths in life and kind of momentum and inertia, the combination, they keep doing the same things and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. So they keep paying the same taxes and don't look at some of the opportunities that are out there to try to uh, improve their picture. And so, you know, I, I spent the last several months listening to people talk about Biden and the change of administration. And as we've reflected here during our conversations, the, just the fear out there about, you know, what the new tax structure is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And I decided to do something about it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm all ears. 
So I'm announcing today that I am moving to a Caribbean island and bringing everybody with me. So we're yes. going to we're going to form my own little island where the the tax that we will be paying is the the tax we experience the day after we've had too much fun. Huh? I I am all about podcasting from the Caribbean. <laughs> I will pay for things with sand dollars. That's right. That oh yeah, so good. Uh, sand bitcoin or something like that yes, so it can't be tracked anywhere else you heard the idea here for first folks greg gets all credit for the sand coin bit dollar wait Somewhere yeah <laughs> yeah we'll have to come up with a catchy name for our country but greg sylvania doesn't work I, i've i've bounced that around in my head a little bit so I, we're still looking for that and we'll take suggestions email greg at we'll, we'll give the contact information later there you go. But, <laughs> but, but short of that, you know, I have spent the last 30 years of my law practice and professional life advising people with regard to tax planning and tax efficiency and, you know, generally in the context of the retirement and estate planning work that I do, but uh, also the businesses I work with. Mm -hmm. But there were a couple of gaps in what I had in terms of my ability to fully perform those functions for my client that flow from those tax planning and tax strategies that we've been implementing for all these years. So over the last year and a half, basically, uh, I've been searching for the right partners to help me fulfill that function for my clients as their tax guide, tax mm -hmm. guru, as it were. I've had someone call me that. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that label, but I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with it for now. So I finally came to the point where I've put the, the alliances together and have the ability. I have announced the creation of a new company. Ohio Tax Advocates, wow. so that we are now able to provide a, a full range of tax services to support our primary function of being mindful and having strategies to minimize current and future taxes. Hmm. So that was Congrats. my, my gift. Thank you. That was my gift to Uncle Sam that we're going to arm our people a little better to try to fight back as we are dealing with the shifting sands of the new administration. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I, I like it. So tell me more about it. So I'm going to kind of explain that, what it's doing and what I'm doing in the context of a, of a handful of stories. Because, you know, I, I announced this uh, a month ago, and part of what I've been doing since then is I have been asking aggressively for my clients to send me your tax returns. Just let me take a look at what's going on here, whether these are people that had been old estate planning clients of mine or business mm -hmm. clients of mine or, or my financial pl planning clients of mine. And it's been enlightening as I look at some of these people that have not been providing tax guidance to when I see what's happened to them. So over the last just two weeks, I've had a handful of these cases that I want to share because uh, I think it gives people some idea of what's going on out there as a result of you know, kind of the inertia of life that we talk about. Okay. So the, the first uh, set of stories I want to talk about, you know, and again, these are just the last couple of weeks, uh, are some examples of things that people are finding themselves with regards to capital gains. The, the, the first one I'm calling the, uh, the case of the wealthy widow. And this is a, a, a lady that 
came to me a couple weeks ago as a result of a, a seminar that we did for IRA mistakes people have made. Mm-hmm. And the IRA and Roth conversion was part of the conversation that she wanted to have. But, you know, this lady and her husband had worked, saved, were frugal. They had their own business. They managed to get through those waters successfully and, until he, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And, and she now finds herself in a position where she's you know, well set for her retirement and her legacy. But... When we look under the hood, she had, you know, a couple million dollars of money that had been prudently invested and had grown and and had capital gain problems in it. Mm, Got it. And, you know, her concern as she looks at it now is, wait a second, what I'm hearing from Washington is that they're going to eliminate the capital gain step up in basis. And for Mm -hmm. those of you that don't understand what that means from an estate planning perspective, historically, essentially since the beginning of of the income tax regime, if you died with a capital asset, be it a stock or a business or real estate, then that would go on to the next generation, your beneficiaries, at the value that existed at the time of your death. Well, now what they're talking about in Washington is eliminating that protection. Okay, so let me let's break this down. From my understanding, that means, and you said a state, correct? Correct. So, if you pass a a three million dollar estate, let's say it includes the the house as part of the estate, and that's a large chunk of it, and there's maybe artwork or whatever, that means there will be taxes due on it because of the lack of step up in basis. And the problem has been in the past that people then need to either sell the home to be able to just pay the taxes or they have to sell treasured items like artwork and things like that just to pay the taxes, right? That is the possibility when That's you ridiculous. lose that step, yeah, when you lose that step up in basis or a family farm, lose the yeah, family farm. That's, that's yeah. ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah. That frustrates me. Yeah. Now, that proposal is a long way from being uh, approved, but that is the fear now, right? And, you know, the problem is when, we're, when you're talking about a, an asset, be it the case of my, my potential client uh, or the family farm, those type of asset restructuring programs to eliminate that tax, to protect the asset for the family or protect the value for the family, those take time to implement Mm-hmm. And so we can't wait uh, until we see the law has changed to start taking action if yeah. we're afraid that the law is going to change that way. And you know, as we've talked about before, all indications are that the, the next decade we're going to see a sea change in the way that things are taxed. Mm. Okay. So, Greg, the, the wealthy widow is an example of a capital gains problem. Is there another example of a capital gains problem that you can give us? Yeah. So the wealthy widow deals with, okay, capital gains, the end of your life when you're trying to pass your legacy on to your kids, right? But capital gains can also be problematic now with what they're talking about with raising the capital gains rate for income for people that have built their retirement savings and plan on using those capital gain monies. So for example, I was chatting with a client the other day that was an executive that had done a good job of balancing out his portfolio between 
between deferred monies, as we always talk about, and having some Roth monies. But he had a, a large chunk of his savings in a brokerage account that he intended to use for cap, uh, for income. Well, now when they're talking about changing the capital gains rate from 15% to 28%, he finds himself in a whole different tax structure now going forward because you know, he intended that that money would come out at the lower 15% rate. Mm -hmm. But now that income is basically been cut you know, by 15% that's going to come out of there. So we've now got to restructure his portfolio over time in a way that now gives him the same bang for the buck that he had been planning on getting. So we see that a lot when people that are trying to do the right thing, and that's the that's the darndest thing about this whole tax change is you know the people that I talk to have all tried to do the right thing, yeah, or trying to do the right thing, and they're the ones that end up getting in the crosshairs of tax change. Mm. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, so. You know, there are tools out there to, to take care of this, but again, those tools take time to implement. And unfortunately, there's a cost to all of this. But the question to ask yourself is, you know, is the cost greater by the status quo of staying in those tracks or making the necessary strategic changes now to, to change your plans? Mm-hmm. All right. What what else do we need to hear today? I mean, what, what other stories do you have? So, you know, as we've talked about before, there are many different types of taxes that we've got to deal with. And, and, and we're not even going to touch things like property taxes that are going up and up and up, right? Mm -hmm. But part of the mission with Ohio Tax Advocates is to be able to not only deal with these estate-type transition costs and retirement costs, but also, you know, current income tax problems. So, you know, again, in my review just over the last week, a couple of things that I have seen, you know, the first one is the case of the incompetent accountant. I'm reviewing one of the first handful of returns that I'm seeing, and I'm asking, well, where's this deduction? Where's that deduction? Mm -hmm. And they're not on there. And I'm asking, well, you've got this going on on the side. Where, you know, where are those expenses? Well, I was told I couldn't take them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well... Uh, there, there is a, a reason stance that you can take that you can take those. Okay. Hmm. So, you know, in, in, in a couple of those returns, again, this is the first handful I've, I've looked at from the start of this, you know, there, there are thousands of dollars of savings potentially. So again, there's so much pressure in the system for accountants these days that are, or tax preparers to get those things through. Just it's a, almost an inevitability that there are mistakes to be made. Yeah. But we as the taxpaying consumer that sign off on it have no context to, to even look at it to determine whether or not they're right or wrong. We just take their word for it. And so a second opinion, second offering review can many times point out some of those things. So, you know, that's, that's just flat out mistake. Uh, mm -hmm. we are, we're all human. We make them. But there are other things. And a favorite client of mine that I was talking to the other day, and I'm calling this the case of the budding brewer. And for the last couple of years, as he's transitioned into retirement, his passion for homebrew hmm. has 
turned into more of a business where he's got he's he's got people that want to buy his his stuff nice and you know and he's a fella that's an active guy a successful executive in his career and and he's got he he's got the possibility of making this a legitimate business right. uh, and meaning profit profitable business right yeah and so we looked at his situation said wait a second we can go back and you have you have shown because he was going to buy a bar and do this. So there there's clear indication that he's got a business mindset with this. And so we're going to redo his taxes and take a deduction because this is a legitimate business that he is building. And you don't, you know, one thing I've learned in my 30 years of, of advising businesses is you don't need to have a profit before you start a business. Right. True. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, most businesses start with a loss, and then they build themselves into profit. So, that why not take advantage of what the opportunity is there for us, and we're able to uh, try to mitigate some of our um, of our taxes that way. Mm-hmm. And then there's a third income tax thing that that I have seen again just in the last couple of weeks that people need to be mindful of, and this is I call the case of the phantom income, hmm. uh, and you know this is where. People don't realize what's going on in their mutual funds when they have invested outside of their IRA and 401k and they come to the end of the year and they see dividend income and uh, other interests that, you know, they didn't need for their, in, for their living, uh, but it's adding to their bottom line of taxable income. And, and so a few shifts in that, whether it's the growth stock or sheltered growth vehicles or what have you, can improve their tax picture moving forward. Greg, earlier you talked about capital gains being a problem, and we, we spoke a little bit about estates. I know that there are, there's separate estate taxes, not just capital gains, you know, when it comes to the step up in basis like we spoke about earlier. What estate tax problems have you seen? The estate tax problems are on the horizon. You know, right now, many people are desensitized mm-hmm. to that problem. A perfect example was in my office just the other day. And this fella is the proverbial millionaire next door. We'll call it the the case of the wealthy widower to go along with the wealthy widow we talked about before. Uh-huh. And this gentleman had saved, built portfolio of residential properties that had grown over the years. He'd, you know, buy a lot of sweat equity. He'd bought and sold uh, properties and fast forward until his uh, retirement years. And he wants to give these properties to his kids, his family. And he was somebody that uh, was relatively savvy and had a structure set up to transfer these assets to the kids upon his death. But when I started peeling back the onion on it a little bit, his net worth was well in excess of what is protected currently for estate taxes. Mm. You know, again, people, most people think estate taxes are on the wealthy. Well, right now, that is a somewhat fair characterization except when you start thinking about what is wealth for taxes in the States. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, 
when we look about at what is a taxable estate, we include things like the value of life insurance, the, the value of real estate, the value of your IRAs, your 401ks, whatever. And right now they're talking about reducing the estate tax exemption. Now, as I talked about before, when I started practicing law back in the day, 30 odd years ago, you know, we had estate tax issues when we had an estate over $600,000. Mm-hmm. I would bet that most of my listening audience, when you look at your IRA, 401k, your home, eclipse that value. Mm-hmm. And now they're talking about moving it down to $3 million, give or take. And still, most of my listening audience is in that ballpark. When we when we look at your total asset base and life insurance, and and this gentleman was as well, he was well in excess of that, and the estate tax when that comes in, basically comes in at forty to fifty percent, mm. all in, and so you know I looked him in the eye and said, "You've done a great job of setting this up to give the assets to your kids." But who's going to pay the million-dollar tax that's due? Yeah. And with that million-dollar tax, an estate tax doesn't go away. It trails the property. So, you know, he would he'd set up his family to have the tax man come knocking at the door years on down the road saying, where's our money? Yeah. That's a problem that is going to get bigger. And again, these problems with capital gains and income tax and estate tax, they take time to unwind if we're going to do it in a mindful fashion. Yeah. And and one of the things that you've you've mentioned on the podcast before, and I think every listener would probably I would think every listener would agree, is that taxes are not going down in the future. They're going up, right? Because we again the the government has to find a way to pay back all these trillions and trillions of dollars that they've put into the stimulus packages. So what about future tax issues? Yeah, as we've talked about before, my fundamental contention is that we are heading, because of the demographic shift, the aging of our economy, the the cultural pull and drift, we're heading toward more of a European-style taxation system. And when we look at your future retirement life uh, or wherever you are, whether you're pre-retirement or what have you, when you look forward the next 10, 15, 20 years, what's that going to look like? And when you're in retirement, then we've got, you know, we've got our, our assets have been accumulated. We need to have them coming out as efficiently as possible. So, you know, we would be remiss to not have, you know, just a reminder that as you are looking forward down the road, Roth conversion is your best friend. We got to be proactive. That's why we're out here banging this drum, why I'm on the podcast and why I do so many other outreach things is because I don't want people that come within my orbit uh, to be caught flat-footed. Yeah, And so Roth conversions in a mindful fashion need to be part of your defensive strategy to deal with what's coming down the road as we deal with the inevitable tax changes uh, that are going to come because of our profligate spending for all these years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we're running out of time, Greg. Do you have any closing thoughts for today's podcast? 
So one thought for everybody out there, if you do wish to uh, have a second look at your tax return to see if maybe some of these mistakes have been made in your own uh, tax situation or things that can be done proactively moving forward, I am offering a, a complimentary 15-minute review uh, of that. All you'll need to do is send us a tax return, schedule 15 minutes on my calendar through my team, and then we'll get you taken care of. Uh, and then to, to do that, all you need to do is go to my website, taxplanningohio.com. That's taxplanningohio.com and schedule that uh, complimentary view and we'll take a quick look at things and see if there were mistakes made or whether there are opportunities for you to improve your picture moving forward. Absolutely. And we're taking any suggestions for island names at the same time. So be sure to, to add your two cents into that. Greg, thank you so much for your time today. This is a fantastic podcast, something that everybody needs to hear. I hope people are reaching out and saying, hey, just could you just take a look? right? Nobody's perfect. You know, you may have a, a stellar accountant, but again, nobody's perfect. A second set of eyes never hurts. So please utilize Greg and his team. Take advantage of that for sure. Again, Greg, thank you so much. And of course, thank you listening audience for tuning in to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Greg comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at DuPont Wealth Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Advocate. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DuPont Wealth Solutions. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.